0: The Productive Woman, Episode 143. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me in this episode. I will share with you my conversation with college professor, business owner and fitness professional Jennifer Flurry. You'll find more information about Jennifer along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com Before we get started, I do want to say thank you to our new sponsor, Alt-MBA. This is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who are itching to make a bigger impact. So if you are looking for a way to level up your leadership and management skills, but you're not interested in pursuing the traditional on-campus MBA program, This might be just what you're looking for. Alt-MBA is the creation of Seth Godin, who lots of us have heard of. Um, He's a thought leader known around the world, a best-selling author. And Seth wanted to bring the best of the MBA experience to those who can't or don't want to travel to campuses like Stanford or Harvard to get their master's of business administration education. Alt-MBA is an intensive, immersive, four-week online experience. There are no lectures, no videos. It's a completely hands-on curriculum. More than 75% of your time will be dedicated to shipping your work, actually doing practical projects that allow you to apply what you've learned. And you're working on these projects with other leaders from around the world who are moving to the top of their respective fields and who are helping to support each other to become stronger, cross-functional change agents. You're getting and giving feedback, and you're seeing your blind spots in a whole new way through the eyes of these other people that you're working with as a team. Throughout the program, you're constantly pushing ahead, and because you're working on actual practical projects, you're creating a body of work that's proof of what you've learned. It's totally not about passive learning. It's about actively putting the the concepts you learn into practice until they become a habit. Over a thousand people from around the world have done the Alt-MBA, including marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, naval commanders, lawyers, filmmakers, and people from all across the spectrum. The group is about half freelancers, half folks at companies and startups that you've heard of like Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Kickstarter, Tesla, and Slack, so many more. If you want to be a leader, you are a leader and you want to become even better, check this out. If you're a busy woman who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact on a busy world but you're tired of courses that you never finish or videos you've only just bookmarked and never watched, put all that aside and check out the Alt MBA as a different way to level up. They're now accepting applications for the summer and fall sessions. So to find out more, you can visit their website at altmba.com. Sorry, let me say that again altmba.com slash productive women. It's plural. So it's not productive woman, productive women. One more time, altmba.com slash productive women. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them I sent you. And I want to say thanks to Altmba for supporting the productive woman. Now let's get right into my conversation with Jennifer Flurry. I am delighted today to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners Jennifer Flurry. Jennifer is a college professor, a fitness professional, a business owner, a blogger, a coach, and a mom. And I'm exhausted just reading that list. Um, she's basically a busy woman, just like the rest of us. And I've really been looking forward to talking with Jennifer about how she manages her busy life, what's working for her, and what's not. So, welcome, Jennifer.
1: Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited. Oh, well,
0: I'm glad to have you. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be real interested to, to hear about how you juggle all these d- different roles that you play in life. Um, I just kind of hit the highlights. But for, for the listeners who maybe don't know who you are, can you start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are, what you do, whatever you'd like us to know about you?
1: Sure. Um, Well, I wear many hats like most women these days. So as you mentioned, I I work full time at a small um, business college in Massachusetts, and I actually head up the entrepreneurship program there. Um, so that that's one hat that I have. Then I also own a fitness studio um, in Central Mass, Auburn Yoga and Pilates. I've had that since uh, 2004, and um, it's a ho- I call it a hobby gone wild because it, it started off um, just me and someone else, you know, teaching at a, a local facility. And now it's me running the show. And I think I have about 17 instructors and we have over 40 classes a week. So that keeps me busy too. Um, And then I also have two uh, daughters that um, I share custody of them with my ex-husband, but I'm the custodial parent. So I have them most of the time and they're eight and 10. So they, they, they still need me.
0: Yeah, That's, those are great ages too.
1: Oh, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I wish I could freeze them. <laughs> so you work both
0: remotely—that is, at the college, I assume, teaching classes—but also, then do you travel to the fitness studio to work there? Do you work from home to do some of the things you do? How, what's your uh, your setup for getting your work done?
1: Um, Some of the management things uh, for the studio, of course, I, I can do remotely, I can do things for the website, I can do things with social media, I can do the payroll, all of those exciting things um, remotely. But um, the classes that I teach, you know, are are all on site at the the studio. But um, one of the things that I'm in the process of doing is trying to have some more um, remote options about two years ago, I moved a little further from the studio. I'm about half an hour away now, where before I was about 15, 20 minutes away. So um, I'd like to do some things that would would, uh, save some of that commuting time sometimes.
0: Yeah, I'll bet. And on top of all of this, you've also And I didn't look to see how recently, but you've also launched a bit of another kind of business where you're helping, you're coaching other women and talk about that a little bit because I I was looking at your website and and some of the things, your blog that you have there and some of the things you talk about there.
1: Yeah. So um, I have been working with a business coach for the last couple years to um, try to get me established as a brand and in, in to do some coaching and to help some people out and have a bigger reach. So I started a blog about a year ago and now I'm actually in the process of, because I've had this fitness background for so long, I I've hate to admit that I've been a fitness instructor for, um, let's see... 26 years this year because you started
0: when you were five right
1: (laughs) i did i did (laughs) i mean i did start right out of high school but it's still when you say 26 years ago it doesn't seem like that's possible um so i really want to try to uh get a broader reach and um help people get motivated and give them strategies to bring um, exercise into their life regularly and help them meet their, those physical goals, but also other goals that they have. So that, that's what I've been working on recently. Because you didn't have
0: enough other stuff to do. You yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we'll,
0: well, I may pick your brain a little bit about the exercise thing. We did an episode of the podcast not too long ago about... Um, fitting exercise into an already busy life. And that was uh, inspired by a question somebody asked in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, I a, the the private Facebook group we have for the community. Someone sa- asked the other people in the group, you know, h- how do you do that? How do you get exercise uh, to fit into your life? How do you make time for it? And lots of women jumped in with suggestions. I did and, see uh, that.
1: You had a lot yeah. of good suggestions there. I read through the transcripts of that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we may, let's uh put a pin in that and come back to that. I mean, since you're <laughs> a professional, good. you may you maybe can add a little bit to that conversation. So obviously, this is a productivity related podcast. Our focus at The Productive Woman is on how we can manage our lives, do the things that are important to us, make a life that matters. And some of that always is just sort of managing all the stuff coming at us and uh, f- for the, the value of having somebody like you come and talk to us at the show is to learn a little bit about how you do that, but to have some context for the way you manage your life, the way you stay productive, it would be helpful to know kind of what your life is like. So if there is such a thing as a typical day
1: for you, what would that be like? So as most, most busy women listening to your show know that there's not really a typical day, but, um, there are some days that are more normal than others. So I would say that, um, during the, the academic school year, um, a typical day for me is I, I do wake up pretty early because my daughters and I have to leave the house by seven to get everyone where they need to go. So, uh, wake up typical morning routine we're out of the house by seven and i drop my kids off at school Um, they go to a private school about 20 minutes away from my house Uh, then i travel to work at the college and i'm you know usually there until um, mid to late afternoon at that point uh, a couple days a week I'll go to my fitness studio and I'll teach um, a yoga class or a bar class or a spin class. Then I pick up my children, come home, and we do the typical uh, nighttime routine when you have two young children. I make their lunch for the next day at school. We do homework, make sure they take their baths, um, either watch a little TV or read some books. And then, once the kids are in bed, I usually will correct papers um, from my students at the college, um, plan classes, or I'll work on different things related to my my business. So, those days are my especially busy days. Yeah. On non-school days, I'm fortunate where um, at the college, uh, a full-time schedule is a four-day on-campus work week. So, I do have one weekday and then the weekends. And of course we we do get that winter break at the college and then the fairly long summer break. So on those days, I, I typically will um, be at my studio more. So I'll usually go to the studio in the morning on those days. And because my breaks often align with my children's breaks, I'm able to do I'll call it fun things with the the kids during the day, just that kid time and family time, or of course, there's the inevitable housework and yard <laughs> work <laughs> yeah um but during those breaks, that's when I really get to um dive deep into my coaching and into setting up online courses and and things that i'm I've really developed a passion about
0: so with those kinds of days, it sounds like you kind of have two types of days, depending on whether school's in session, that sort of thing. Um, you have, as we've already talked about, so many things on your plate. Uh, when we're talking about productivity, everybody's life is a little different. Every person has uh, faces different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that really matter to them. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life, being productive and making the life that you want to make?
1: I I think that you hit the nail on the head is because I do have so many things that I do put on my plate is sometimes the plates a little too full. (laughs) So I, sometimes I think I can do it all, but in reality, I can't do everything and when I put too many things on my plate, like, like most people, is I, I get overwhelmed. So that's never good when that happens. Yeah, and so how do you cope with that? Um, I'm gonna say that this is where the, the, the yoga teacher training really um, comes in handy, is I have found that meditation is so Powerful that it can really um, change your mindset, that it really puts you in the present moment so that you have that opportunity to, to take a breath. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but I find that I get the most overwhelmed when I start thinking of all the things that I have to do coming forward when I start thinking about, oh, I've got to do this this afternoon. Oh, and I've got to do that tonight. And oh, I forgot to do this. I've got to get that done. And then tomorrow, and then I get into this spiral, and I get all worked up. But I find that if I can meditate, and I can put myself back into that present moment, I can kind of reassure myself that, you don't need to focus that far ahead. Let's just focus on that one task or maybe those two tasks that are, you know, upcoming, they're in the present moment and, and get those done. And then, you know, worry about the future as the future unfolds.
0: Yeah great advice. Hard to do for some of us. Some of us are a little too, it's something that I've had to work on a lot over the course of my life because I'm very kind of, it's easy for me to be very future focused. I have a target in mind, an end goal, a place, a destination I want to get to. And I'm just so focused on getting there that you, you don't even see what's you know, where you are, the place you are, that moment you're in. So it's uh, really important to be reminded of the, of doing that. So
1: exactly. And it really is in yoga and and it goes along with meditation. We always tell people that we call it a a practice. It's a meditation practice. It's a a yoga practice. And we say that because it, it really does take time. It's not something that happens overnight. The first time that you, you meditate, you're probably not going to have um, maybe that feeling of, of calm and tranquility and acceptance that you're looking for. But as you practice, it comes more and more easily, just like anything else.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not a real expert, of course, in meditation or anything like that. But I have enjoyed using uh, the Headspace app, Um, to to do guided meditations, because it's such a new thing for me. And I do find, you know, especially when I first started, just sitting and being still for a minute seemed like an invitation for every thought in the universe to come into my head.
1: And oh, so. I, I know, and and I found um, one of the the tools that I use is I, I know people love Headspace, and I I did try it out, but I really like the the Insight Timer app um, okay. for meditating. It's free, which is really nice if people aren't sure if they want to make the investment, if they're going to follow through, if they're going to use it. Um, but you have um, access. You could set the timer. Um, to any time that you want and you know just have it chime at certain intervals or at the end so that it's a, a nice zen timer or you have access to to so many free meditations that that people put out there and they're all rated and they're all on different topics and of different lengths so I really think there is something for everyone on that that app
0: and that's called insight timer
1: yeah um I-N-S-I-G-H-T, timer. Okay. And I'll be
0: sure, you sent me the link for that. I'll be sure and include that in the show notes in case somebody wants, you know, anybody wants to try that out.
1: Yeah, I really, like, I really recommend it. And like I say, it's no cost. So there's little risk. (laughs)
0: Free is a good place to start.
1: Um, So
0: aside from meditation and tools like the Insight Timer, what other, are there other tools that you like or resources you recommend for helping you with managing the challenges you talked about or just managing your, your life that, that, that you've described for us?
1: I really like, I, I use it with my desk staff at the studio. I really like the asana um, tool. And I know that some of you, I know that some of your guests have mentioned that before that they use that with their team. I don't use Slack, but I know I believe Slack is one of their, their competitors, but I use the free version. I know that there's a paid for version, but I haven't found that I need it yet. I can go in and I can assign tasks to different people and they get an email notification. It shows up on their calendar and then I get an email back when they they complete it. And because it's, you can either go, go through the website on your, your laptop or your desktop or you can install the app on your phone. So sometimes, you know, I'll be you know, running between classes at the college and something will come to me and I'm able to just, you know, as I'm walking, quickly log on the app, type it in and send it off so that, that I make sure that that gets done. So that's, that's really been a lifesaver.
0: Yeah, that's a great tool for especially I mean, people can use it um if as just a general project and task manager. If you're somebody who's kind of visually oriented, there's lots of things about it that are very helpful. And I'll have a link in the show notes uh, as well for for that. Uh, I even but feel it's really a great Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say I even feel like it's something that that people could use, you know, with their family, you know, some people might if you had teenage children and a spouse that, you know, it might be a good way to send reminders to everyone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to keep sure. them on track and keep it all organized.
0: Yeah, that and that's what I was going to say. It, it, it's a perfectly good project management tool for the sort of visually oriented individual, but it's really, it really shines as a, a team project management tool. And whether that's a, a business or, a, you know, a volunteer organization that you're involved in or the, you know, parent teacher team for the, I don't know, the school festival or, or just your family. If you've got lots of things going on that you want to coordinate, that's a a great tool. Um, that lots of people really like. Any others? How do you how do you keep track of all where you need to be like appointments and and the time based commitments? Do you have a digital calendar, a paper calendar? How do you do that?
1: Yeah, I, I depend on my smartphone. I don't know what I would do without it. I think we're all dependent on it now. But if I had to list my most, you know, valuable physical items that would definitely be in the the top five so i have that calendar i love that you can you can set reminders um, when you need to remember something and one of my oh so favorite features is using I, i have an iphone but i know that all all smartphones do it is using the voice to text feature so i'll open up Either a note on the phone, or I commonly will open up like a document in Google Drive, and I will just narrate things. It, whether it's it's an idea, whether it's a to-do list, um, I put everything on that smartphone. As I'm even even around the house, when I realize, oh, I need more cereal, or oh, I need more scotch tape, I immediately put it on the list on my smartphone so that I can always have access to it. So the next time I'm at the store, I don't say, Oh, I forgot the list on the counter. What was on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I Hopefully, most people are aware that you can do that sort of thing. But for those listeners who are not, definitely check into if you're using a smartphone, the feature, you know, on the iPhone, Siri will let you dictate things into, I mean, I do that with text messages all the time rather than typing them, but, but also for reminders and just notes to yourself. Great, great
1: idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great tool.
0: Um, any, any other tools that you like or resources that have been helpful to you and sort of developing your approach to making a life that matters?
1: Um, I'm, As far as technology tools, I'm going to say the other program that I, I really swear by is Dropbox, because being in all these different locations, the cloud storage feature is just invaluable. So that having the access, whether it's on your mobile device or whether I'm at the business and I need to access, you know, even if it's like choreography for a bar class that I'm going to be teaching, that it's all right there. Or if I have to access a a syllabus for one of the courses that I'm teaching at at the college, I have, um, I, I mean, some people would probably know this, but Dropbox allows you to, um, on a laptop computer, you can install a small program that lets Dropbox show up as a drive. So rather than save to my documents or wa- rather than save to downloads or wherever you'd normally save things, you would just save into that Dropbox drive. So everything that I, I have digitally is there. Everything yeah. from you know, every device I access.
0: Yeah and that, I mean that is really uh, invaluable for somebody like you who works in various different locations to be able to access it no matter where you are I'm I'm like you I I use Dropbox for so many things lots of apps sync through it use it as the place to sync the information for the apps between say your, your smartphone and your tablet and your computer, but also just any documents that are important to me uh, that I'm working on, that's where they live because no matter which device I'm on, I can get at them.
1: And And it's so easy. Uh, Just the other day, for example, I had a video that I wanted to share with one of my colleagues on my phone and it was too large of a video for me to send through a text message. So I was not at the same physical location as her. So all I did on my phone was because I have the, the Dropbox account and the Dropbox app installed is I uploaded it to Dropbox, which took all of about a minute. And then once it was uploaded, I was able to just grab the share link right then and there and send it to her. So she was able to view it and it was just so easy. Yeah. And that's that's another great
0: feature of Dropbox. And other other cloud services have similar ones, but Dropbox is so ubiquitous but that you can share a folder or a file with somebody else just by, you know, sending them the link. And that that's really a useful tool to have if you have, you know, information, documents, videos, photos, anything that you want to share with other people or that you need to be able to access from various people. This is not an ad for Dropbox. I just love it. And I, so,
1: so I, if they were only providing us with a, a little stipend for, for promoting their product, right? I was, I was just thinking that if
0: they, you know, if anybody from Dropbox is listening and would like to sponsor some episodes of The Productive Woman, I, no, but they <laughs> They don't, of course, but I, it's just such a great tool that I have no problem uh, steering people in that direction. So you, um, when I asked you, as we were trading emails and preparing for this episode, I asked you about resources and things you liked. You shared several books uh, that uh, you liked, and a, a couple of them I'm aware of. You talked about The Miracle Morning by Hal El, El, Elrod, which is a very... Um, you know, very well-known book. I haven't, I haven't actually read it. It's on my to to read list, but I've heard great things about it. Other people have mentioned it. You mentioned Living Forward by Michael Hyatt, which I have read. It's a great book. And you have links to blog posts you've written about those, which I'll put in the show notes. I have not heard about The Compound Effect. Tell
1: uh, this Oh, is written it's by a Darren great, yeah. it's a great book. And again, I have no affiliation with the the author, but it I highly recommend that book it's It's one of my favorites. It talks about how those little things that we do on a daily basis that we don't really think that much of can end up having such a big impact on us over time, either positively or negatively. so I guess as an example, if I had to to think of an example not one that he gives in the book, but one that I could relate with my my children is that i t- try i'm trying to stress to them the importance of picking up as they go along to keep things tidy <laughs> I'm sure most 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 moms can can relate to that um is that if you were to pick up your things Um, each time they're being used and you don't hang them around. It's an easy little task and things stay neat and tidy. But if you wait, then you end up with a a huge mess. So in in the book, um, Darren Hardy talks about all these, these different examples of everything from from financial decisions to lifestyle decisions to those little decisions that you make every day if you make a concerted effort to move in a positive direction you may move slowly but eventually you're going to get to the destination that you want to be at and then on the other hand if you um aren't conscious of of some of the decisions that you're making, you may end up, um, all of your actions may compound and you may end up at a place that you don't want to be at and is is difficult to come out of.
0: Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it's something I've talked about on the show, and it's certainly something I think about a lot. That we we often those of us who think about making lives that matter or living a productive life, we think in big terms of doing making big changes. But it's those little things that seem insignificant that. I guess, as the book would say, compound over time to make a huge difference in our lives. So that's that's a book I'll definitely check out. I yeah, I highly recommend that. it. Yeah. So before we go too much further, I want to go back to what something we talked about at the beginning, and that's to take a little bit of advantage of your expertise in fitness. Can you share maybe just a tip or two? That to add on to the things we talked about in a, the recent episode, ways to fit exercise into an already busy life or reasons why we ought to do it, which we talked about a little bit on that episode. But I mean, obviously, you've got so many things going on, but. Part of what you do is teach classes, so you're gonna get some exercise. For those of us who have lots of uh, different hats, we're wearing lots of different roles, none of which involve teaching fitness classes. Do you have any suggestions for us?
1: Well, as far as is why to fit it in, I, I really do feel like people need to put in some sort of, of exercise into their life. It's got so many, not only physical benefits, Mental, mental benefits. So I feel like that if it's something that you put in that the impact of you getting a little bit of exercise every day is actually going to improve other aspects of, of your life. As everyone knows, as studies have shown, is that you end up oftentimes more energetic when you you exercise and it, it, it not only gets the, we'll call it the physical juices flowing, but it gets those mental juices flowing too. So I think overall it just makes us feel better um, and makes us more productive. Yeah, I agree. Of course I own a fitness studio. So of, naturally I would like everyone to embrace yoga bar spin Pilates and TRX and, you know, everybody comes to central Massachusetts and comes to my (laughs) studio. But I've learned over the years um, from interacting with all different people because before I had the studio, I worked at, oh, I worked at so many different gyms. I worked inside of businesses that would bring, you know, someone like me in to teach a class to their staff, maybe in the cafeteria. I worked at places where they had designated fitness centers in their businesses and I, I went in there. I've been to college classes as a guest speaker um, to, to show them you know, some yoga. But I, I've learned that you really have to find something that fits with you. So it may be walking some people may, you know, they may live they may live not in New England in the winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or in
1: North Texas in the summer. <laughs> See, exactly. So, um, you know, it may be walking, it may be swimming, it may be dancing, it may be golfing, it may be yoga. But to find something, not to get into the mindset of... Oh, well, I don't like going to the gym. Not everyone has to go to to a gym. I mean, some people love the gym. Some people love, you know, smaller, more, more personalized studios like mine. These days, if you want to take a class, there are so many streaming opportunities, thanks to technology, that you have... Um, the availability to take classes from an infinite number of instructors and all different class types, you know, right from the, the comfort of your home.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And I mean, then I guess the, the other tip that I would have is that if it's something that people really want to do, and, you know, maybe they're lacking a little motivation, I've noticed that, at my studio, the buddy system really works. I get a lot of people who are definitely more consistent when they find a friend, a cousin, a sister, um, you know, mothers and daughters come together, um, mothers and sons come together, um, somebody to, to, to buddy up with to make it, you know, a little, a little more fun.
0: And to provide a little bit of accountability where you might not get out of your chair and go, if it was just you, you know, somebody's meeting you there. And so you're going to get up and go. Um, I I like that idea. And whether it's going to a gym or going for a walk, uh, having somebody to go with you can make it more fun and you kind of can double up and both get some exercise and a little social time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and Mm. that's uh, going back to don't choose an activity just because it's popular or just Mm -hmm. because you know, so many, you know, so many people who embrace that activity, choose something that you really enjoy. So then you're more apt to, you know, stick with it.
0: Great ideas. All right. So, Here's the question I ask every every guest. I it's a big favorite of mine certainly because I learn something every single time and it's this is the two-parter question. With all the the systems you have in place, the various things you're going on, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but you you have routines and systems and ways of doing managing your days. But even with all that, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track?
1: Yeah, that that one there is that's where I, I really do. I, I know I spoke about it a little bit as I really do try to go into that Um, meditation mindset and take the time to do that. I'm fortunate where I am at work, seeing that I work at a college, we have a meditation club. And a couple times a week for 10 minutes during we have this break period. During the break, um, there are students, staff, faculty, who will go and they will meditate for 10 minutes and it makes the biggest difference. The days that I feel like I don't have, I'll say 20 minutes because five minutes to walk over to the building, 10 minutes to meditate and five minutes to walk back.
0: Yeah.
1: The days that I benefit from it, from it the most, um, it really does help me get back on track. And the, the other thing too is that I find that, um, Whether you have a significant other, or you have a a best friend, or you just have you know someone who you can basically you know talk about it with, who can you know help you step back off the ledge and (laughs) and Mm -hmm. calm you down, but you know having those those people who are near and dear to us in our lives, it's, it's it's you know so helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's uh, a good reminder that we don't have to, when we have those days and we all have them, uh, but that we don't have to suffer in silence, reach out to somebody who cares about you and, and just talking through things sometimes can make a huge difference.
1: Right. And, and yeah. then too is sometimes when I find that I reach those, those moments of crisis, it's a really good opportunity to, for me to evaluate what's going on, and it's sometimes those moments that make me realize that I do need to, you know, let go of something. It's not always the thing that's causing the the problem at the moment, but I realize that I'm I've I've just gotten to a point where I'm so busy and I'm so overwhelmed that, you know, I need to need to let go of some something and and have you know, someone else do it or just not do it at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, great reminder. So Jennifer, what is on the horizon for you? You have so many different things going on. Anything coming up that uh, maybe listeners would be interested in from your, you know, your coaching practice or your blog or or any of the things that you're doing? What's what's coming up for you?
1: Well, as I've mentioned, what I've been working on is really um, helping people to set goals um, it's, it's, it's funny that I, I kind of just fell into that because people would tell me that, you know, oh, you're, you're very good at that. Um, but just those little strategies to, to set and attain your goals. Um, I know a lot of the same work that you did, but now what, what I, I feel like that there's a calling for and, and where I could really help some people out is, um, helping people define the time and the motivation to um, put exercise and/or meditation in their their lives. Okay. So I'm currently working on a 30 uh, day inspiration. I'm calling it an inspiration and challenge program to get people started with. I'm going to start with uh, with Pilates. Pardon me. And then I'm going to move on to yoga to get people familiar um, with the poses, the benefits of the poses, and try to um, help them put that in their lives if that's something that, that they they want to do. So that's what I'm working on now. That sounds actually
0: really interesting to me, so how would a person learn more about that Do you have a sense of when you 're going to make that available
1: well i have it 's it's, it's not completed yet, but again I, I believe that by the time that this podcast airs is i I have an offshoot of my studio site, um, I have doing Pilates at home dot com and I have doing yoga at home dot com and it goes back to where, of course, in my ideal world, I would have everyone from <laughs> all over come to to my studio. But I've learned for a lot of reasons that's not realistic for people. Some people, um, they don't have the time to get there. It just doesn't fit into their schedule because maybe of their work schedule or of their children or they get there, but maybe they don't get there as much as they'd like to. But mm. I've learned that even... M- with my studio, which is a we're known for being a a small and welcoming place, is that so many people are apprehensive about starting the process. It's yeah. new to them and and they have a fear and they come in and they say, "I'm here for the beginner yoga class. Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to look foolish and And we reassure them. But there are so many of those people that that's what's making me move forward with this is to hopefully give people some level of awareness and some level of comfort so that they they don't feel um, so apprehensive about getting started
0: yeah that's I think that's there's a real need for that and uh, I I, I look forward to learning more about it. So so where can people connect with you online, Jennifer? How how can they find more about what you're doing or just connect with you in general?
1: Um, well, people could, I mean, they can contact me in a, a couple different ways. I have um, a website registered with my domain, and that's where I've been blogging. That's the website that you looked at. That's jenniferflurry.com. Okay. Okay. And then I also have my yoga studio site, which you could contact me through that, and that's um, Auburn Okay. and um then the website that I mentioned, the, the doing Pilates at and the, the doing yoga at And of course, I have. Like, who, who doesn't have a, a personal Facebook page and a business <laughs> Facebook page these days? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, and I'll be sure and put links to all of those in the show notes so folks can find the, those there. Uh, you don't have to, if you're listening and driving somewhere, don't Try to write it down while you're driving. Just go to the show notes for this episode, and I'll give you that link here in a minute. And um, you'll find all the links to where you can find Jennifer, as well as links to the the some of the tools she recommended, the books that she talked about, and so on. Uh, lots of helpful information there for people that uh, want to learn more about what you're up to. So. Before we wrap up, Jennifer, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any thoughts for
1: her? Or well, him? I've found that blocking out chunks of time has really been helpful to me, and I know that I'm going to say I'm a Virgo, so I I think by nature I like to schedule things. But I know not everyone does. But I find that when I set aside a block of time to do something and it can be anything from I want to fix something on my website to I want to clean out that closet in my house to I, I need to you know work on the landscaping in the backyard is that setting aside a designated block of time and making sure that that's you know as best as possible uninterrupted time is, is very very helpful and then the the only other thing too is is I I know I mentioned it briefly is I would say to try to when you get overwhelmed to try to look to see what you can can let go of. Um, for me, during the the academic year, I actually limit myself to social media because I'm sure like everyone else is you you. Log onto to Facebook and you start reading about what your your high school friends did <laughs> for the day <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know an hour or an hour and a half has has gone by and although it's it's a stress reliever and although it's often entertaining, sometimes that time could be better spent exercising or or doing something a, a little bit more productive so i've had to to let go of that. I mean, then there are other things that I've let go of that I gladly gave away, like some of the yard work and (laughs) some of the fix it things around the house. I had a handyman at my house last week and I was asking him something about the, the sink and the bathroom. And um, the the plug had detached, so it it doesn't go up. It wasn't going up and down like it was supposed to go up and down. And he said to me, oh, well, you could probably get the kit, and you could probably do that yourself if you wanted. And I, I just stood there looking at him, and he said, or it may take you three or four times as long as it would take me to do it. So you may just want to hire me to do it. <laughs> and I Bingo. said, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that's a great word to end on. Hire help, get help where yeah. you can. It's okay to ask for help. We don't have to do everything. So that. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Jennifer, t- oh, for well, taking thank time you for to talk. for having ta- me, Laura. <laughs> it's been great to have you as a guest. And uh, I look forward to maybe talking with you again in the future. Once again, I'm so thankful to Jennifer for taking time to talk with me for all our benefit uh, about how she manages her busy life, for the great suggestions, the encouraging words, and the good ideas that she shared with the rest of us. But what do you think? Uh, Was there anything Jennifer said that particularly struck you as valuable or thought provoking. Do you have any questions for Jennifer or for me? We'd love to hear from you. You can share your ideas, your questions, your thoughts, your suggestions in the comment section of the show notes of this episode, which you find at theproductivewoman.com/slash one four three. Or you can post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the productive woman community Facebook group which you can find if you're not already a member, why aren't you there? We're waiting for you. We have great conversations there and I'd love to have you be part of them. If you're not already a member of the community Facebook group, this is a private group just for listeners of The Productive Woman and it's, sorry guys, it's just for the women. Um, You can find it on Facebook or go to theproductivewoman.com slash group. Just click on the join button and I'd love to see you there. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Alt-MBA, by visiting altmba.com slash and see whether this new approach that, that Seth Godin came up with to leadership and management education is right for you. And th- once again, thank you so much to Alt-MBA for supporting the productive woman and enterprising women around the world. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me and with Jennifer. I hope you found something in the show that was helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.